Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hello, sweetie. She looks extra beautiful today because she's sporting Mickey ears on top of her headphones today. Yeah. Or excuse me, mini ears. I'm my bad. Yes. No worries. It was one of the best things Santa brought me this year. We may post a picture of that later on social media, but yes, she got some brand new headphones for the podcast, complete with mini ears that attach right to them. So she's always looking fab whenever she's here in the studio (laughs) to cut these things. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this is our last episode of 2018. We're recording this on Sunday, December 30th, 2018. And we appreciate that you found us today. In the future, you can find us on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab, as well as on the Max FM app. You can also find us, and better yet, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. It's really the best way to get our podcast because you'll know exactly when we come out, exactly when we have an app new episode and it'll come right to your phone right to your device and you listen to us whenever you want and we're so excited that we're getting more and more subscribers you know as well as our regular downloads so we really appreciate you folks and hope you're uh sharing with your friends and family that we're here yes uh please please uh share it with your friends any of your disney loving friends any of your disney loving family uh let them know that uh, we exist uh, better yet, if you get a chance to even go on to one of these sites and give us a quick little rating with the stars there. And usually it's near the bottom of the page. If you have a little more time to review, it would just help so much for some people that maybe don't know we exist that they could find a way to uh, find us and interact with us just like many of you have done. And we'll be some of you again interacting with us on this show. And if you want to interact with us in the future, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we love hearing from you. We love hearing some of the suggestions that you all have sent, some of you have sent, and just some of the great feedback and some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Too. Mm-hmm. We've struck up a pretty good friendship with several of uh, your listeners out there and we love you all and we really appreciate that you have listened to us since uh, whenever it was whether it was day one whether it was this is episode 31 whether it was uh, episode 29 episode 30 whatever when, however you found us we appreciate and we love you all right so thanks so much mm-hmm. so we have lots of stuff for you today including a brand new food related VIP tour coming to the Walt Disney World Resort D23 announces its gold member gift for its 10th anniversary and it's Pretty cool. And uh, there's a tasty little Marvel and Fox story that I'm going to bring you as well. So lots of cool stuff. Sounds exciting. Tasty. You're in the flow of uh, I guess food. I'm hungry. I guess I'm hungry again, <laughs> as I usually am. We usually record these things around lunchtime, so I'm usually famished by the time we get done with these things. Uh, but, you know, that's just kind of how I work. So uh, our main topic today is, like I said, this is the final show of 2018. We're wrapping up. We're almost to New Year's Eve and New Year's. By the way, Happy New Year's to all all of you out there, I uh, hope you have a great, uh, had a great 2018, have a wonderful 2019. But we are going to look back at the 2018 year in review, the Disney form of it. Right. So again, uh, shout out, happy holidays to everybody. And it's exciting going through a year in review. There's so much amazing things that happened in 2018. And we also appreciate our listeners who have given us some of their 
faves that we're going to be talking about. Yes, we will be getting to those after we go through. We're going to run through the calendar here. I'm going to basically start from January, go all to this current month through December, talk about many of the big things that happened. I mean, there's so much stuff that happened there. I'll be passing by a lot of them. And to be honest with you, I took a lot of these out of my notes from doing this podcast, some of our stories of the week. So there's probably pretty more information from about June when we started this podcast to December than there was from January to June. So just be prepared for that. There may be some things we skipped over. And if there is something we missed and you want us to talk about it, please, or you want to share with us, please contact us in all the ways we talked about earlier. And I will be going back over that later in the show. Exactly, exactly. So let's get started. Here is the Disney Year in Review 2018. We'll start in January. And the big thing in January was Star Wars The Last Jedi continued to do well at the box office. Of course, uh, this was episode eight of the Star Wars franchise. It grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide by the time it was done in theaters. Got great critical response. It's a little split on the uh, fan response. Uh, I mean, mostly I think it was positive, but there was a very vocal minority out there that really did not like that film so much. Right, right. And it just seemed to grow and grow. And I think we still see some things today that it's like, come on, get over it already if you didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. Get over it. Come on, just get over it. It was fine. It was fun. I loved it personally. I know you didn't like it as much as I did, but I love that movie. I think it's a great uh, Star Wars film. I've to appreciate some of the other things um, with some of the discussions you and I have had off the air about some of the the meanings or, you know, takes on different things. So, yeah, I've learned to like it better. Still not my favorite of, you know, the, you know, the whole Star Wars universe. Of course. But um, it it did have some great things and I have a better appreciation for some other things. I understand completely. I I thought it was a great film, but I also understand that there, you know, some discourse out there and there's always good there's always good uh, place for good discussion as long as it's uh, respectful towards everybody. You right. know, if you, if you didn't like, everybody doesn't have to like the same things. And I'll say that throughout this. You know, if just because I like a movie doesn't mean that you have to like that film. Uh, if you didn't like it, that's fine. I understand that. Just everyone be respectful out there when you're discussing these things. And it's a better place, especially on social media. Right. You know, and just in my opinion, I. The characters were all likable. I, it, you know, I think my criticism came more with some of the things that the they did or said in the movie. But all in all, great cast mm-hmm. and great, great set of characters. Great cast. I think it set up some interesting things that are come out next year in episode nine that I'm looking forward to. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, that was probably the biggest news of January. I may have missed something out there. If I did, please contact us. And let us know. Let's move on to February, where undoubtedly the biggest news uh, in February was on February. 16th, the release of Black Panther in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, great Marvel film. Went on to earn $1.35 billion globally. Uh, was nominated for one American Music Award, which it won for Best Soundtrack. Nine BET Awards, winning two Best Movie and Best Actor for Chadwick Boseman. Uh, one Billboard Music Award. Twelve Critics' Choice Movie Awards nominations, these are. Uh, three Golden Globe Award nominations. Eight Grammy Award nominations, seven MTV Movie Awards, winning four of those, Best Movie, Best Hero, and Best Actor in a Movie, Chadwick Boseman, and Best Villain in a Movie by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, One MTV Music Award, five People's Choice Awards nominations, winning two, Best Movie Actor, Chadwick Boseman, Best Action Star, Denai Guerrera, (laughs) Guerrera, Guerrera. I don't know if I got that right at all. Probably not, knowing me. Uh, eight Satellite Award nominations, 
14 Saturn Award nominations, winning five, two Screen Actors Guild Award nominations, 11 Teen Choice Award nominations, winning three. Uh, And his nomination for Golden Globe Best Motion Picture Drama was the first for a superhero film, the first ever Golden Globe nomination for a superhero film. Uh, It was named one of the best 10 films of 2018 by the National Board Review, as well as one of the top 10 films of 2018 by the American Film Institute. That was just a little bit of the impact that Black Panther made on us this year. Yeah, and it was amazing. I remember the first time that we saw it, it was just like, wow, this is so good on everything. Whether you're talking the cast, the characters, you know, the the storyline, everything. It was... It's like that was just like a wonderfully perfect movie. And it was so inclusive of obviously, you know, bringing in it was a big African American film, of course, but also, you know, it had strong female participants right. in there. I mean, it was just, it was so good to see. And it was just a well written, uh, well done film. Um, we love Black Panther. Oh, absolutely. Love the humor in it mm-hmm. that was thrown in just at the right time, just the right balance. So, yeah, it was awesome. Special effects were wonderful. It was right. just a very, really good film. Moving on in February, February 22nd, Frozen on Broadway began its performances. The show officially opened on March 22nd, but uh, on Broadway, it started off kind of uh, premieres or, uh, you know, getting set to go before their uh, grand opening on February 22nd. It went on to receive three Tony nominations, including Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical by Jennifer Lee, and Best Original Score for Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. So that was a big news. I know it sold out yes. a lot of times. It was a big hit on Broadway and still continues to do well. Right. It looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you can get a small piece of that if you go on to... Uh, the Hyperion Theater at uh, Disney California Adventure Park, or if you're on the uh, Disney Wonder on uh, Disney Cruise Line. They have a smaller version. It's not as good. They don't have the brand new songs that this had in it uh, for the Broadway run, but you can get a small piece of kind of what it feels like to see it on stage in those shows. Right, right. Uh, Moving on to March. March 5th, the finale for Star Wars Rebels airs. It wraps up the stories of all four seasons nicely while leaving some others open for exploration <laughs> in the future. Uh, we loved Star Wars Rebels, watched it from beginning to end, and it just got better, and the finale was spectacular. Right. I was just going to say the same thing about you talked about got better. I think the first few episodes, we were like, eh, it's all right, you mm-hmm. know, still give it a chance. And I think we're seeing that now with Resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, again, first episode or so, it was okay, but love it now. So, you know, same kind of. Same yeah, kind of it, it kind of takes a while, like for many television shows, it kind of takes a while for one to, for you to get under, understanding of the characters. Right. A lot of times they're just kind of showing them who, the, you know, who you are. So you're introduced to them and they, until they get into depth and what their really storyline is and you get more backstory on them and everything. And that's exactly what happened with Rebels. And that's what's right. happening currently right now with Star Wars Resistance. Right, right. So. Uh, March 19th, A Wrinkle in Time is released in theaters. <sighs> just didn't do very well. It wasn't a critical hit and it didn't do particularly well at the box office. Just kind of struggled. There were a lot of people looking forward to this because right. a lot of people have read the book uh, or books. I don't even know if it's books or book, but they've read it and really enjoyed it and uh, it just, for whatever reason, just didn't hit it off with right, people. Right, right. Had a great cast, you mm-hmm. know, so. I, uh, we haven't seen it, honestly, right. so we, we can't make a judgment on it ourselves, but, uh, you know, just for whatever reason, it just didn't work. Right. Uh, we move on to April, and that was actually when we 
had our Walt Disney. Speaking of our own personal <laughs> best of 2018, is we travel to the Walt Disney World Resort to take part in the Star Wars Dark Side Half Marathon Weekend. Yeah. Yes, we both ran our first ever half marathons. Um, it was just a wonderful time. I also ran the 5K on the April 20th. Uh, the half marathon was on April 22nd, and we stuck around for another several days. Had a wonderful trip. Epcot International. Uh, Flower and Garden Festival, and we ever had our first ever stay in a one-bedroom villa at Bay Lake Towers, which was magnificent was. with a great view of Bay Lake, and yeah. we loved it all. Oh, yeah, so. it was amazing. It was amazing. And um, what led up to that, too, just prior to that, we did a virtual half marathon, mm-hmm. and so by completing both, we got the Kessel Run um, yeah. Challenge, challenge medal, medal yeah. which was beautiful. The Millennium Falcon Medal. We talked about that. And it was me. It was the last episode, one of the last few episodes we talked right. about that. Uh, was great. And that's obviously this isn't a full Disney thing, but it's a Disney thing for us. And we just, it's, it was probably our biggest moment of the year for us. Right. Well, I did create a top five list, and I have to say that one was on my number one per top ah, five. We're going to be going over Michelle's top five yeah. list of the things that we did Disney. Or I assume that's what it is. Right. Our Disney moments of the year, and we're going through that uh, after we go through the list of uh, basically what happened right. Disney-wise throughout so the year. I won't so. share any more of those, but that was number one for yeah. me. So. Yeah. I mean, it was big, especially, it was big for me because, you know, obviously the first time I had run a half marathon, but Michelle went from, she'd never run more than a 5K when we, before we went into this. <laughs> uh, basically had about four months to train in this and she did right. wonderfully oh, at the uh, half marathon. Maybe we'll get more into that as we move on to your top five list, but let's move on through April. Another thing that happened in April, and actually while we were out there at uh, the Walt Disney World Resort, but we didn't take part in it, was Disney's Animal Kingdom celebrated its 20th birthday with a party for the planet that ran from Earth Day, April 22nd, to May 5th. Right. It includes limited edition merchandise, special wilderness explorers badges, and backstage experiences. Experiences also debuted at that same time was Up, a great bird adventure at, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah, so it's it's fun to see how Animal Kingdom has really evolved. And I think of all the parks, it's probably the one that has had the most evolution Mm-hmm. Although I guess you could say the more same recent about, evolution, right, yeah, right, but the studios, but um, yeah, it was exciting to see all the celebration and mm-hmm. you know see everything on social media of how people were getting things or seeing new things there. So it was exciting. It was the second year in a row that we were out there for big things when they happened at, at Disney Animal Kingdom Park. The year before, prior, they had op- while we were out there, they had opened up Pandora, right, you know, right. and we actually got to do a soft opening just a few days before they opened it up to the general public uh, and got to ride Flight of Passage. Right. And the Navi River cruise and everything, and yeah. that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, so it's yeah, second year in a row. We just happened to be out there. We just didn't happen to take part in that event on right. that day. Right. Uh, mostly because we ran the half marathon that day, <laughs> and we were not in, in any shape to go anywhere that day. Uh, <laughs> much more horizontal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That was much how we spent the rest of that day. Yeah. Uh, moving on to April, big, big April news. April twenty seventh, Avengers: Infinity War debuted in theaters. What a great movie! It went on to earn more than two billion dollars globally. It was nominated for a Grammy Award, three MT Movie and TV. Awards, MTV Movie and TV Awards, four People's Choice Awards, winning three for Best Movie and Best Action Movie, including uh, 10 Teen Choice Awards, two Critic Choice Awards, one Satellite Award. These are all nominations. They didn't actually win these awards. These are nominations. And they're also nominated for a Golden Globe. So uh, just a great movie. It totally impacted. I I don't know anybody who didn't walk out of the theater after seeing uh, Avengers Infinity War and wasn't just completely 
aghast right, by what right, happened, how it right. finished. One of the most like jaw dropping endings, and it's yeah. like, wow, that was pretty powerful. Right, but the brought, the movie brought someone to bring in all these characters together into one film is incredible on right. its own and quite an endeavor uh, to make that happen. But then you know it had everything. It had action. It had humor. It had sad points. It and then like I said, the finale. I mean, you've probably already seen it, uh, and we've probably already spoiled it for you at some point. But, I mean, it's been a long time. It's been since April, so come on. Uh, but <laughs> the, the finale of it all, it just left everybody just like it, you know, you get to the credits and everybody's silent. Right. You know, because kind of it's thud. just crazy. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, what What did I just watch? You know, what just happened? You know, Does that really happen? Yeah. So, and of course, builds up for Avengers Endgame next year, big 2019 for Marvel coming up, I'm right. sure. Uh, we move on to May. May 25th, Solo, a Star Wars story is released in theaters. You know, it got fairly good critical reviews. Fans who actually saw it liked it, but it just disappointed at the box office. And a lot of people think it wasn't marketed well. Um, a lot of the you know backlash from The Last Jedi, uh, you know, the, it was so close to Avengers Infinity War coming out, the, you know, and some a couple other movies that were out there. For whatever reason, it just kind of just it just struggled at the box office. Right, which was such a surprise because like you said, those of us who saw it, it was so fun watching yeah. this. And, you know, um, I agree with some of the criticism and it, that it took a little while to really believe that character was solo. But, you know, again, get over it. If you just <laughs> get over it, would you? come but, on. But he did have every mannerism. I think he was great. On, spot uh, on. I, and the second time I saw it, I was like, yeah, I really love. I thought I liked it, but I really loved it. I think he it. really pulled off uh, Hans, a young Han Solo, you know, very well kind of, you know, he's got that uh, panache, kind of that swagger, yet you can still see he's a little bit unsure of himself because he's young and everything. I thought he pulled it off really, really Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like um, I said, the mannerisms were spot on. Right. And I don't know anybody who didn't, who isn't a Star Wars fan that, you know, saw the film and um, didn't at least have fun with it, whether they thought it was the greatest Star Wars movie, probably not, but they'd had fun with it right. and enjoyed it. I, I think that, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, because of some of the backlash out there, because of some of the talk, uh, missed out on a great Star Wars film that they really would have enjoyed. However, uh, in the recent months, that is, it is done much better on Blu-ray digital and DVD right. sales. People are finally getting to see it and realize, oh, I wish I'd seen this in the theaters when it had been out. Exactly. So uh, it is rebounding now. Moving on to June, June 3rd. What happened June 3rd? We started this podcast. That was the biggest Disney story of the year. I don't think there's any question about that. Yes. I'm surprised the paparazzi aren't outside right now to interview us. Uh, no, we started this podcast on June 3rd. It was an exciting day for us. We didn't know where we would go from after the first episode. We didn't know if we'd last five episodes, 10 episodes, two episodes. Here we are, episode 31, and uh, we appreciate you all. We have all you subscribers out there and all you listeners who are in and out. Sometimes we just love you all, and we really appreciate it. We started with our very first episode, which is Welcome to the Hyperion Adventures podcast, our shortest episode. <laughs> Um, by far, we kind of just kind of introduced ourselves and kind of went through the format of how it's going to go. And uh, eventually it's expanded to where we do now. Where like last, uh, so two weeks ago, we did an almost a two-hour podcast. So, uh, Sorry. Yeah. Um, and for anybody who listens to almost all two hours or whether it's 45 minutes, an hour, an hour, 15 minutes, if you listen to any of it or all of it, we appreciate you all. So thank you very much. We love all our Hyperion adventurers. Right, right. It was a... Uh... 
a great uh, effort of love that we've just enjoyed. And week after week, we have a wonderful time. And as Tom mentioned, you know, getting feedback from some of you all and getting to, you know, connect with you has been a really cherished experience. For yes, us. very much so. Very much so. So enough being self-serving again, uh, talking <laughs> all, it's always all about us. Uh, let's move on to real Disney news. Uh, June 15th, Incredibles 2 hits the theaters uh, to mm-hmm. great critical acclaim. It did fantastic at the box office. It made $182.7 million in its very first weekend. That's a record wow. for an animated feature. Grossed over $1.2 billion worldwide. Was named by the National Board Overview as the Best Animated Film of 2018. And the film was nominated for the Best Animated Feature Film at the 76th Golden Globe Awards. Incredibles 2. We loved it. We got to go to a screening of it. Um, you know, before it actually came out in the theaters, gave you, I think our second episode was the review mm-hmm. of The Incredibles 2. Uh, it was just so fun and it was such a great movie. Right, right. It totally was amazing to see it. And um, like you're saying, with that that special experience of having to see the screening, but it is a great movie and it's just a lot of fun and um, so glad that they, you know, even though it took a while, that they got those characters back and mm-hmm. it, they really, really pulled off a whole wonderful new dimension of family right uh yeah definitely definitely a family film in the regards of uh, you, you get to see all the troubles that many families go through um you know when changing of uh jobs uh, you know children getting older and going through their difficulties and how you deal with that especially as uh one of them is you know wasn't a stay-at-home parent before this now right. has become a stay-at-home parent yeah uh just really well done and i know most people loved that film and we did too by the way we just my cousin just we were at christmas up in the mountains uh, where we stay for christmas and he finally saw incredibles 2 for the first time when we were up there and he's like trying to guess on who's the bad guy and figuring it out and it was just hilarious because his kids had seen it already uh you know and they're just like snickering because they knew when he, every time you make a guess you know and they'd be like no you know so it was it was it was pretty funny to watch yeah uh, moving on, June 23rd, Pixar Pier opens at Disney California Adventure Park, including the Credit Coaster, Pixar Pal Around, and of course, that also was the start of Pixar Fest all around the Disneyland Resort. Uh, really, some interesting new theming. I, I think, it, me personally, I thought, you know, some people had some criticisms of Pixar Pier. Uh, I thought it just finally tied that area together just a little in a little bit better form than it had been before. Sure, sure. There, it, it did seem a little fragmented, and it kind of having that common theme really did bring it together and it highlighted you know Disney taking Pixar into the parks more you know not just at Disneyland but now you know it was kind of like the year of Pixar uh, internationally and um, I think it really started more of a trend of really fun seasonal foods too Mm -hmm. you know like you said with Pixar Fest and I, I think they've just continued that process you know since then at a much better level than what they've had in the past. Agreed on that. Yeah, you, they kind of they've realized that uh, let's have a little taste of something people can enjoy in all our different restaurants, whether it's quick service and some of the even sit-down restaurants where they have a little thing tied into whatever uh, season they're running there, whether it be Pixar Fest, whether it's Halloween time, uh, you know, the, the holiday time, uh, whatever it may be. And uh, we really enjoyed that they've picked that up. And yeah, it really yeah, makes our trips it. to Disneyland much more exciting. Right. gives you, And, you know, they're also now um, putting that out in, you know, whether it's in 
um, paper form or on their app, you know, just food guides and things like that, which is very helpful. And yeah, I think it's really kind of bumped it up for a pleasurable experience over at Disneyland. I agree on that. And I hope they continue. It looks like they're going to continue it as we move on into 2019. Also, Pixar related June 30th of 2018, Toy Story Land opens at the Disney Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, yep, that was your first chance to enter Andy's backyard, ride Slinky Dog Dash and Alien Swirling Saucers, and maybe pick up a quick bite at Woody's Lunchbox. It was beginning on that day. Yeah, that was an exciting day. I remember being out there. Uh, I didn't quite make it in. Uh, the crowds were just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, people welcomed that new land with open arms. And I think Disney has realized that the immersive type of experience in their parks is what people really enjoy so it's nice to see that that happened yeah you got to check it out at least a little bit uh, when you were there just a couple months ago right um i still have yet to check it out i'm looking forward to it i don't know if we're going to have enough time to do it when we're there in january but definitely in june June. we'll be checking Mm -hmm. it out for sure and i'm excited to see it also on june 30th along with toy story land opening up they also released disney did the play disney app debuted uh you're allowed you to answer park trivia, complete attraction-based achievements, play games, listen to theme music, all while you're either at the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort. And even when you're at home, you can have some fun with it. It's just an, a nice little addition. Right, right. It, it was fun experiencing that in the parks, you know, getting, especially even like the little music things and like you're saying, getting uh, awards and stuff. So it was a fun app that they added on. So I was glad to see they did that. Yeah, it was just, it was really, really cool. And I still enjoy it. Although I, I tell you, the first day I went out there and tried it, man, it just sapped my battery. Yes. Hopefully they've gotten better with that. I even tried it out at the parks since then, but I'm looking forward to giving it another shot one of the next times we go for sure and it really at you know like if you are in line or like i found especially waiting for rope drop and things Mm -hmm. it really kind of helps give you something else to do and think about yeah the trivia was fun i had a joy i had a good time playing the trivia while i was waiting to get into disney california venture park it was that was fun yeah it was fun moving on to july july 6th ant-man and the wasp is released in theaters uh we enjoyed that film Mm -hmm. uh it did Fairly well in reviews, pretty good, and it did nicely at the box office. Over six hundred million earned at the box office. Just after what we just talked about, you know, Avengers: Infinity War, and how that left you feeling. It was kind of like, okay, Marvel's like, okay, we need to step back and have some fun here because that was pretty intense. So you know, they just went through this movie. It was a good time. It was a good time at the theater. I mean, yes, it does have a moment later. I won't get into it in the. Uh, and that left you a gasp too, but uh, the movie itself was just a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun, like you said, it added fun and levity to the the thing that you knew had happened. It did kind of link in, so you knew there was something else that had gone on, and so and it and we now own the uh, Blu-ray. For oh it, yeah, so. and we watched it a couple times. Yeah. And we enjoy it. It's one of our. We love Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Both right. uh, they are great movies. We enjoy them just for what they are. Are they are they deep? Really, you know. Award-winning movies? No, but they're a good time. Right, you know, exactly. they're just a good time. So, uh, moving on, July nineteenth was a big day for me personally, and I think for you too. Uh, July nineteenth, we find out that we would in fact see hashtag Clone Wars saved. <laughs> That's right. It was announced at San Diego Comic-Con, a, a big panel there, and a dramatic 
trailer release that brought cheers and yes, including to me, tears. Oh, um, I was here at work. I go. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there at Comic Con that day, but I found out about it, watched the trailer, and I was. Oh, I can't believe Clone Wars saved. Oh, it's so great. Uh, so, final season will be released on Disney streaming service. Uh, didn't have a time for when that's going to happen yet, but we'll see. Oh yeah, and it's going to be great seeing those characters mm-hmm. again. And oh yeah, the whole, yeah, that was really a great. And how, like you said, how they announced it and everything. I'm not completing sentences today. How they announced <laughs> I it. I never am, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm in the middle of it, going, uh, uh, what was I trying to say? <laughs> What was that word again? Oh, hi. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you were saying, I'm sorry. Um, now I think I forgot. No, but I just the the way, you know, the excitement around and how they did it mm-hmm. with, you know, it, it it was a fun release of information. I can still watch that trailer and get chills and yeah. maybe a little tear because it was amazing when the way they did it, uh, Dave Filoni and the whole cast there. Right. Because they were celebrating, I, I believe it was the 10-year anniversary, or maybe it was 20, but the anniversary of uh, Clone Wars. Right. And then they, you know, they, you know, people, and I was watching them, following along on social media as this goes along, and they're like, they're building up to something. They're built, what are they building yeah. up to? They're building up to something. And then they drop this trailer and just the house goes nuts. It right, was right. crazy. From I read a story back on one of our episodes at that time of how it went down and people like they experienced in the crowd. and. Uh, it sounded so cool, but we're excited very much for that, as we are excited for many things coming up on Disney's streaming service, Disney Plus. Can't uh, moving on to August, August first. That's when that's from Disneyland. The exhibit and auction opened up in Sherman Oaks, California. Not really a Disney thing, but so Disney related, right. and it was really cool. We got to go check it out, even though we traveled for hours to get there. Uh, it was really a great time to go up there. They had hundreds of pieces of Disneyland memorabilia. They had a working Jose from the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, they had cars from various attractions. Uh, the stretching portraits from the Haunted Mansion. The Sea Serpent from the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea yeah. uh, submarine attraction. Um, it was just amazing to right. walk through and just scope out all the stuff. Maps pictures just so much cool stuff it was cool and it was fun that they let you in some of the the exhibits take part in like get go in take seat in different cars types Mm -hmm. of attraction cars and get your picture taken and um so that was fun that you could do that as well and i and i believe we walked home with a quite large yes portrait still my favorite one of my favorite things that we have every time i walk by it's it's hanging in our stairwell and i walk up the stairs to go upstairs to go up to our bedroom or to come down and i look at it and i smile all the time it's it's uh and if you don't know what it is it's a again it's all about us (laughs) uh it's a picture of it's a it's a it's an artist rendition of Fess Parker signing an autograph with some children nearby, and then there's Mickey and Minnie and Donald there right with him. Autographed by Fess Parker. It's numbered. Right. Uh, it's just, I, we love that piece of art. We couldn't, we saw it, um, and we couldn't leave without it. It was just so cool. Right, right. And actually, considering the frame that we that it was in and everything, it, it was a pretty reasonable price. Right. I mean, we love uh, Fest Parker Wineries mm-hmm. and, over in Santa Barbara, and so it was kind of nice that we had that connection with that already. When we loved what you know, we love watching every once in a while on TV. The they old, drop the old Davy Crockett yeah. and Daniel Boone's, yeah. <laughs> Very cool stuff. And, you know, we've got a chance to meet the fam- some of the family members. Yeah, we got to meet his, his son. son and daughter. And a wine and, tasting thing, And yeah. they're just so nice, mm-hmm. so down-to-earth kind of people, you know, considering 
they grew up in Hollywood. There's, you know, there's no airs about them. And they love what they do. And they love the land and respect for the land. It's great. And if you're a Disney fan and a wine fan, I highly recommend you go up to Santa Barbara and go to Fest Parker Winery. The one, the setting is amazing to yes. go out there. It's a beautiful winery. Uh, they have a great outdoor area as well as a good indoor tasting area. It's just a really nice place to go and spend an afternoon. If you're coming up from LA, you know, obviously you can spend an afternoon up there or if you want to spend a weekend, whatever. Uh, really good time uh, to go check it out up there. But uh, yeah, that's from Disneyland. You know what also is amazing if that's from Disneyland is that they could have just sold that stuff. Right. They didn't have to display for everybody for about a month. Right. Let them go yes. walk through there and check it all out. But no, they let you in. They even sold, like we got to buy that uh, that portrait. Right. Um, there were other things that were for sale as well for the general public that wasn't going on an auction. So you could uh, check this all out and maybe walk home with your own piece of it as well. So. Yeah. And it was amazing watching the auction go on too. And some of the, you know, some of the artwork, you know, more drawings, original drawings of different, um, whether it be, uh, drawings of the art concept mm-hmm. or other types of drawings um how how high they went for yeah and yet we could have owned a canoe yeah, for one, of the, 6, one of the you know the big canoes that you, if you I, if you've been to the Disneyland uh park uh you know that they had the canoe where you all you get inside and you're paddling around it you know um we could have walked away with one of those giant canoes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we would have gotten it home, <laughs> where we would have put it, but we could have had one. Just take it home on the coast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Just paddle up, <laughs> paddle down the coastline. The current goes that way, so right. you, know, you might as well. You might, probably wouldn't be that tough. Uh, but that was a really fun day, and it was a really fun event for anybody who got to experience it. I hope you did. If you're in Southern California, you got to check that out. Also, on August first, what happened is the filming began for Star Wars Episode Nine, mm-hmm. which is a big day for all of Star Wars fans because <laughs> now you know everybody starts to think about okay, what's this? What's this picture mean that we've seen? What's the rumor that we're hearing? What's going on with this? What's, you know, it's they'll let you know what they want to. Like. We're still waiting for the trailer though. I'm, I heard they might drop it before the end of this month. It's not looking like that right now, or at least give us the title. We're getting too close to the end of the month. I'm kind of thinking maybe they are not going to do that, but you never know. Maybe on. January 1st, I believe ABC has some of the bowl games. Maybe they could do it there. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to whenever we finally find out the name of episode nine. Right, right. It's uh, exciting to just that it's coming to life. Yes. Know? Right. It's a little odd this year. I mean, it's been, it used to never be that way. It was always May that we get uh, Star Wars movies. But ever since Disney has taken over, it's been like the last three years we've had Disney and December. It's been like a, a, a Star Wars in December, I should say. Uh, it's been like this, you know, it's Christmas with Star Wars, you know. And this was the weird year where like, there was no Star Wars, you know, outside of, you know, watching Resistance or whatever. Um, right. So it was kind of like, oh, where's our Star Wars? I had some stuff on the timeline of like three years ago, it was the countdown to Force Awakens. Two years ago, it was, uh, we went and saw Rogue One, you know, uh-huh. and uh, last year was The Last Jedi. You know, I was like, this year, was, where's our Star Wars experience? We didn't have one, right. so. Well, and I think, you know, they've realized that maybe they were putting too many back-to-back and it was losing some of the uh, popularity that way, too, so. Yeah, maybe so, but I'm looking forward to next year when uh, Episode Nine comes out, for sure. Well, I watched Rogue One again yesterday. I got uh, my December You were watching fix. it in French. I came <laughs> upstairs and she's watching Rogue One in French because that's what she does. And she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, sort of have it on the background as I'm working on stuff for the podcast. I'm like, how do you have French Rogue One in the background? I mean, 
That's the only way to improve. I mean, Rogue One is amazing. It's like one of my all-time favorite movies ever, whether you talk Star Wars or movie. Just love it, love it, love it. And just to make it a little bit better is listening to it in French. (laughs) It is a good way of, by the way, if you're trying to learn a different language, if there's a movie you know really well and they have, you know, the different language for that um, you you can kind of get some of the takes right. some of the words off of there and understand it a little bit better if you're going to some country whether it be into Mexico or Spain or France or right. whatever you know and you can kind of maybe glean a little bit off of it if it's a, a film you know the lines for really well right it's, it's uh, you know get some of the little takes on some of the more natural kind of conversation mm-hmm. exactly exactly so uh, moving on August third. Disney movie comes out. Christopher Robin opens in theaters. Such a sweet, adorable little movie featuring Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin, Jim Cummings as Pooh and Tigger, and Brad Garrett as Eeyore, and hilarious Eeyore. Yeah, um, amazing. Just a heartfelt, sweet little movie that kind of, you know, tells you to remember it's okay to tap into your inner child every once in a while. Exactly, you know, right. You know, we all have tough, difficult lives. Actually, this was a, a theme for so many Disney movies this year. I was going to say that. Um, that you, you you tap so much into your you know you we take it everything is so tough day in and day out and then don't forget to every once in a while be a kid at heart be a kid you know it's okay it's right okay. right and that we just recently saw again with Mary Poppins Returns mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of reinforcing that you know in order to enjoy life you have to cherish those simple moments mm-hmm. I agree with that uh, 2018 was also a big year for finding out details about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. uh, as far as we found out when it's going to be released in both parks um, we also found out in August on August 30th of 2018 we found out the name for the cantina in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Oga's Cantina the kind of establishment that attracts some of the most interesting disre- disreputable Disreputable, God, I'm terrible. Disreputable <laughs> characters in the galaxy, and you so never. So you're not disreputable, so that's why you have a hard time that's it. saying it. Yeah, no, I asked some of our listeners; they might think I'm a little disreputable. <laughs> Uh, and you never know when a stormtrooper or a familiar face will show up. Patrons at the cantina come from across the galaxy to sample the famous concoctions created with exotic ingredients using otherworldly methods, served in unique vessels with choices for kids and libations for adults. That was another big note. Yay. It was going to be the first time Disneyland Park was going to be serving alcoholic beverages when it opens up summer of 2019. Very exciting. You know, it, it, I was reflecting on, you know, um, if you're somebody trying to uh, apply for a job at one of the Disney parks, you you know, you're, you're trying to become a cast member and there's always that issue of, of uniforms. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the people who are applying <laughs> for these cast member jobs to think what their uniforms are going to consist of? It's I want to be, be one of those. I know, right? <laughs> That's where I want to work. If I was going to go work at the Disneyland Park, I'd want to work at Galaxy's Edge for sure. <laughs> Um, another note we got uh, that uh, that story about August Cantina was that that's where DJ Rex is going to be spinning the yeah. tunes for you, <laughs> and that's exciting for everybody who remembers Star the original Star Tours when it first came out. And DJ, or well, not DJ Rex at the time, but Captain Rex right. was your captain that just never quite got it right, but he always promised he'll do better the next time. Now he's a DJ, so I guess he had to get another gig. Yeah, he, <laughs> he never got, quite did he better got the fired. next time. <laughs> So uh, that was exciting news. Mm-hmm. There's more exciting news we'll talk about when we get through the months here. For, it was like I said, it was a big year to find out new stuff about Galaxy's Edge. Uh, September 28th of 2018 
We had some Disney Cruise Line news. They announced their new itineraries for early 2020. And the big deal was they announced they would be, for the first time ever, cruising out of New Orleans. Yes. Including one that we booked because we're self-serving. Yes. Uh, they're uh, be aboard the Disney Wonder. There are four, six, and seven-night Western Caribbean, seven-night Bahamas, and the 14-night West, Westbound Panama Canal, which is the one that we're going to be on. Let us know if any of you also are going to be on that one. Maybe we'll get together and do a podcast on the ship. Right. Might be kind of fun. Assuming we're still doing the podcast in 2020. <laughs> we can only hope. hope. So. No, we'll probably be doing it. We just keep hoping to have listeners. Right. <laughs> We love all the listeners we have. We hope we keep at least to this level, but we hope there's even more as we get to 2020. Um, But it's so much fun. They also announced they'd be returning to Hawaii with two sailings in April and early May of 2020 out of Vancouver before they start their Alaska season. A nine-night from Vancouver to Honolulu and a ten-night from Honolulu to Vancouver. Mm, So Fun, fun itineraries. Hopefully some of you got out there and booked those. Yeah, and if so, tell us about it. Right. We'll live vicariously through you. Well, not the Hawaii ones. We, right, that's what I'm saying. We'll live. Yeah, we're not doing them with the Hawaii ones, but we, you have to live through us, hopefully, for the, <laughs> the uh, Panama Canal. Actually, we're hoping you'll join us out there. I hope you're all on the Panama Canal cruise and we can have a good time out there together. Yeah, so. you can meet your mom, too. That's right. My mother is coming with us. That'll be fun. Uh, moving into October, October 4th, again, self-serving for us, we attended the taping of Mickey's 90th Spectacular. That was fun. Wasn't that what fun? What a great experience. Amazing, amazing to see all that happening and seeing the behind the scenes and, mm-hmm. you know, just being a part of it and, and then getting to watch it again on TV yes. when it aired. It aired again on, it finally aired actually on ABC on November 4th. A uh, bunch of celebrities, John Stamos, Josh Gad, just to name a few, um, saw Mickey do some fun, cool stuff that we never seen him do before, dancing with the K-pop group NCT 127. Seven, yeah, and showing off his drum skills. Right. Boy, he could, boy, he can really get those skins, man. He was, yeah. he was playing. He was, he was so good. Um, and because of that, NCT One Two Seven mentioned <laughs> in our podcast that week, yeah, it was our you, most downloaded you. episode ever, <laughs> like by a long shot. Like it's not even close. It was pretty funny. And I believe this was airing again last night, right? Yeah, I was stumbling around. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, there it is. It's back so, on the air. So, yeah, it was fun. Uh, and that, again, it aired on November 4th, and hopefully you all got to watch it because it was a pretty cool show. Yeah. Pretty cool show. Yay, Mickey. Yay, Mickey. October 7th, we talked about this a little bit ago. Star Wars Resistance debuted on October 7th. Um, we love the animation style, and the story just keeps getting better with Kaz, Nico, BB-8, the whole crew out there. We are enjoying Star Wars Resistance so much. If you haven't watched it yet, you should check it out yourself. Right. And, you know, it definitely has the feel of Star Wars, but it also has some uniqueness, some of its own character to it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch that. Looking just, forward to it every week. I just love that there are so many more Star Wars stories to tell out there. I mean, it's, you know, for so many years, it was always about the Skywalkers, um, you know, and which right. is fine. We grew up loving the, the Skywalker series. Uh, but they're, you know, one thing Disney is doing now is they're getting off into these different areas. I mean, it's a big Star Wars universe. Right. Um, let's find out all about all these different areas that were things that were going on, either, you know, whether it was after episode six, before episode seven, you know, wh- wherever it was within the timeline, you know, Rebels was right before episode four, or at least a little bit before episode right. four. 
Rogue One was right immediately before right. Uh, New Hope. Uh, you know, it's just it's good to experience all these different stories and find out what else is going along. And it doesn't even have to be all Jedi stuff. Uh, that's what you know, Resistance. Have we even seen a Jedi yet in Star Wars? No, I don't think we have. Yeah, well, there like wouldn't be any Jedi's really. I mean, right. only Luke was around as the Jedi at that time right. that we knew of. Um, so we're not really seeing anything in that regard, and not necessarily force sensitive people as much. You know, right. That. But it does tie in. It's got BB-8. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got Poe. Yeah, Poe makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Organa makes right, an appearance. Right. Um, Captain Phasma yes, has made right. some appearances within it, uh, played by their actual voices, by the way, yes. uh, from the films. So uh, really great. Check it out if you haven't seen it already. Moving on, October 18th, Disney announces the construction of a new nature-themed resort at the Walt Disney World Resort. And this one would be in between Disney's Wilderness Lodge and Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground on the Old River Country site. Uh, of course, it's scheduled to open in 2022. We'll have 900 rooms in Disney Vacation Club Villas. And in November, we found out it would be named Reflections, a lakeside resort. Yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they've had that land for a long time without anything really happening there. So it's great that they're, you know, starting to utilize that again and... It sounds like it's going to be a wonderful place to go. We've stayed out in that area, like by the campgrounds, and um, it's just a very peaceful place to be, appropriate name, and it's nice that we're going to have some other choices. Yeah, and for so many years, we we drive the boat by, you know, as we're going from to Magic Kingdom or to the other resorts, and we would see River Country there and be like... What are they going to do with that space? You know, what's going to come of that? And now we finally have an answer. So uh, we'll look forward to 2022 when that resort opens and more vacation club villas as well. Uh, October 19th, Disney Cruise Line received approval uh, to work on developing a second private destination. They got this from the Bahamian Bahamian Prime Minister. He gave them okay. Uh, And this area is going to be a 700 to 800 acre uh, area in South Eleuthera called Lighthouse Point. Yeah, and we t- when we talked about this um, during a prior podcast, you know, we were saying how, you know, especially with new ships and, mm-hmm. you know, more more the Disney cruise ships going to the private island, it can get really crowded if they have, you know, especially if they have like two of the large ones there at the same time. And so it's going to be great to have an additional location. Plus, if you've gone on the cruise and you've gone to Castaway Key a lot of times, not that you ever probably get tired of it, but it, it's great to know that you might, you, you'll have a chance at something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're excited for a new destination. Um, always our favorite, whenever we're doing a cruise on that coast, our favorite thing to do is Castaway Key. And we expect once, if they finally do go through with this, there's still a few things they have to get in place before they can build our lighthouse point. But once they do, it sounds like it probably will happen. Once they do, I'm looking forward to exploring Disney's lighthouse point. That's right. So that's exciting. Uh, Moving on to November. November 4th, Nutcracker and the Four Realms debuts. Despite beautiful scenery and costumes, the movie fell a bit short at the box office. Just struggled a bit, and we could see why. Uh, you know, it was a beautiful picture. There was a lot of stuff to it, but the story just didn't quite get where it needed to go. Um, we enjoyed it, you know, enough for the scenery and everything. It was a beautiful film, but it just kind of fell flat. It, yeah, you're right. You know, and it had a great cast. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's just one of those that, that just didn't uh, didn't flow. The uh, But 
the the music by our most mm-hmm. favorite singers. Yeah, I was just about to bring that oh, up. Okay. The, the one thing that uh, <laughs> still it had in it that was really works for, and I'm really surprised it hasn't been up for many award nominations to this point. But the song "Fall on Me" by Matteo and Andrea Bocelli Ugh. is just a beautiful, stunning uh, piece of music. Definitely, and. You know, if you see them perform it like on TV or something, you know, or video, whatever, um, gosh, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye mm-hmm. and get you choked up, I don't know. Andrea Bocelli's voice is just, oh. we've talked about it on the podcast yes. before, it's just so good. And we saw it again on Christmas Day, him singing again, singing Ave Maria, Maria you know, right. which was just beautiful, stunning. Yes. Uh, it brought tears to people in the crowd. It was yeah. amazing. Um, and, and, and those of us at home. And those of us at home, <laughs> yes, maybe a little bit. Yes, yes. a lot. Uh, <laughs> moving on, November 8th, Disney officially announced its new streaming service will be named Disney Plus. It's been rumored for a while, but they made it official on November 8th. They also confirmed a uh, new Marvel series featuring Loki and the big Star Wars news <laughs> that they were going to be doing a live action Star Wars series along with The Mandalorian, which we already knew about, uh, would be. Uh, one featuring Cassian Andor, yes. Diego Luna yes. reprising his role. Yeah, I know you're excited because we were just talking about Rogue One a little bit ago. So, yeah, yeah, I just well, he's just such an interesting character in the Star Wars universe that you know, sharing some of the backstory of how he got to be where he's at um, is just so exciting to think about. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, I'm sure it's going to be an emotional one. You know, have a lot of heart to it. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm, me too. Me too. That's going to be one of the more exciting things that are coming to Disney+. Plus. And it's the Loki series I'm excited about, too, because sure. I love Loki. I think Loki's such an interesting character within the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Sometimes he's good, Feeling sometimes he's good bad. Guy. He's Feeling always just a little... I mean, he's, he, he's the god of mischief, and that pretty much fits him very well. And Tom Hiddleston plays him so well. So I'm very excited for that. But both those very excited about. Uh, The biggest news in November came during the 17th and 18th as they were celebrating Mickey, Minnie, and Pete's. Right. can't forget about Pete. (laughs) 90th birthdays with big announcements at uh, Destination D. Uh, The big one, of course, I was talking about Galaxy's Edge news. They gave us the name for the the two Galaxy's Edge attractions, the Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance were the two attraction names, and they gave some details about it and how much fun they're going to be, and uh, they t- also talked about how interactive it's going to be, that if you fail with, like, in the, and bang up the Millennium <laughs> Falcon, you might go into the cantina, and they're like, hey, you know, the boss is looking for you. <laughs> I just think that's really cool. So that was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. You know, of course, we, it continues to evolve. But, yeah, there were a lot of great announcements with at that time, too, of other um, attractions coming up and also some mm-hmm. things that are going to be happening at the parks that, you know, continue the, the celebration of Mickey and Minnie's birthday, mm-hmm. you know, that are coming up in 2019. So some fun things going on then, too. Absolutely. There's so many cool things. And some of the other things that emerged out of Destination D were uh, they gave us a few more details on the Star Wars Hotel, talking about how it was a multi-day stay. It's going to be groundbreaking, all immersive, looked great. Um, they talked about a new nighttime spectacular that's coming to Epcot that's going to uh, replace Illuminations. Right. Um, you know, it's going to have all sorts of pieces, LED panels, choreographed moving fountains, lights, pyrotechnics, lasers. It sounded really cool. Uh, we received the name for the Ratatouille attraction that's coming to the France Pavilion. It's going to be Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Uh, we also found out that they're going to be doing a brand new 
Beauty and the Beast sing-along created by Don Hahn, the producer of the animated live and live-action uh, Beauty and the Beast films. Right. So that was cool. And we learned that Disney's Hollywood Studios this coming year is going to be doing a nighttime experience called The Wonderful World of Animation starting in May. Uh, we're looking forward to checking that out when we are out there for in sure. June, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, and it was fun seeing that they're going to have that interim uh, between Illuminations and the new uh, pyrotechnic display that they have that's mm-hmm. going to include... Music from the original opening. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's fun to look forward to as well. Because we like those classic uh, attraction themes and music and everything. So that'll be a lot of fun to check out as well. Uh, November 21st, moving on away from all that park news. There was so much of it. I didn't even get to near all of it. Uh, There was so much of it. Uh, November 21st, Ralph Breaks the Internet is released in theaters. Uh, the film does very well. It grossed more than $350 million worldwide. The uh, film received a Best Animated Feature nomination for the 76th Golden Globe Awards as well as the 24th Critics' Choice Awards. And uh, we enjoyed it. We thought it was just a fun, fun film. That's a great way to describe it. Fun, fun film. We loved all the, the nods to the internet and everything that goes on there. So a lot of Easter eggs right. that were fun to see. and so It's yeah. very meta disney uh, movie, you know, willing to go back within itself and, and, and make fun of Disney, fun, uh, poking fun of itself. You know, whether or not this will be a timeless movie that, uh, you know, will be a classic forever, we don't know, but it's still a, an enjoyable ride for right now, you know. Yeah, and it has a lot of, great, you know, some of the returning fun characters and mm-hmm. some new ones, and yeah, it's, it's cool. That was very cool. November 22nd, Thanksgiving, we received our first peek at the new live-action Lion King movie. They released a trailer during uh, the football games during Thanksgiving, and it just crushed social media and the internet <laughs> because everyone was like, oh, the Lion King, Lion King, and it looked spectacular. It did, and you know, one of the best things of all is Mufasa's voice, mm-hmm. continuing on with James Earl Jones carrying on that that strong, powerful voice for Mufasa. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful to hear. It was. It really was. And the, the shots were beautiful. Mm-hmm. It just looked like shot for shots, the opening of uh, Lion King. And uh, it, we're excited to see that film. Next year, 2019, is going to be an exciting year. Lots mm-hmm. of great films coming out. Lots of great Disney park stuff coming out. November 27th, we screened Mary Poppins Returns <laughs> and couldn't talk about it forever, it seemed like. <laughs> we couldn't say a thing. We had to bite our lips all the I time know. about it. It was crazy. Um, but now we can all talk about it. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it's great. We love it. Yep. We've seen it again. We saw it again. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about that in a second here. November 28th, Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures was announced and released uh, in December. Mm-hmm. Um, the little shorts that are on YouTube, uh, you know, Star Wars Kids, I think is what it's called. Uh, but they're just fun, beautifully animated little short, like one-minute pieces that really introduce Star Wars in a very kid-friendly way. Um, some of the characters, some of the sure. ships, all that stuff. It's really kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it's well, it's educational, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, into getting into the Star Wars universe. But like you said, it's really um, geared towards getting kids involved in it and that, you know, they can be the new generation that goes back and looks at, you know, say, episodes four, five, six as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, just really cool stuff, uh, really interesting stuff. And they continue to put more out there. There's more out there now. You can go check them out. Uh, if you haven't seen them already or if you've seen the early ones and haven't seen the later ones, go find them on YouTube. Uh, moving on to December, December 3rd, the Captain Marvel trailer was released, showed why she is considered possibly the most powerful Avenger because, uh, boy, she flashed some real power in the end of that trailer. And it gave me chills, I know, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, December 7th, talking about getting chills, we finally received the trailer for Avengers 4 and find out its title, Avengers Endgame, and talk about a great trailer. That right. one totally broke the end. I mean, people, that was, that was I think it was the most watched trailer of all time once within the first 24 hours after that came out. Oh, sure. I believe it. You know, as much as we said how the other one ended and, and how you felt, this one, you know, really gave you hope and, you know, showed that... There is some light beyond the darkness, let's just say. <laughs> and they also finished it up with a little humor at the end, which yes. is, is really funny as well. Um, I'm sure you saw it, but if not, go back and watch it again because mm-hmm. it's a really good trailer. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about uh, Avengers Endgame as the 2019 progresses. December 9th, Disney Films officially crossed the $7 billion mark in uh, gross global earnings at the box office. $7 billion. Uh, what a great year yes. for Disney. Next year, I expect they're going to do at least eight because the movie slate for 2019 is insane when you think about what's coming out. So. Right. And so fun to look forward to. Yay. 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 Uh, December 19th, Mary Poppins Returns finally is released in theaters. Reviews are mostly favorable, including ours, which was very favorable. I uh, haven't met anyone yet who is either a Mary Poppins and or Disney fan who didn't love that film. Right. And, you know, as we've said before, and this no spoiler, it is not a remake. It's a continuation of the family and Mary Poppins coming into their life again. And it's just so much fun. And also, as we mentioned a little bit ago, it just shows you how it's important to, you know, kind of touch back into your your child side to be able to appreciate life and to appreciate, you know, that you can make it through hardships yes absolutely touching it is a touching film it's a beautifully done film the music is wonderful uh we love everything about it there's great humor in it and um we just saw it again you were just talking about we saw it again just a couple nights ago and i loved it even more the second time i watched it personally i got more out of it so many i noticed so many more nods to the original especially within the music right me too watching it a second time um just really got a kick out of it and um, hopefully you'll go out and see it again in the theaters if you've already seen it once. See it again. I can't wait to have it at home so right. we can watch it uh, right. regularly and see some of the behind the scenes of the filming and everything. Exactly. So, right. And I think one of the things we've hear, heard, seen on social media, and, and I think we've kind of talked about this before, is it better than the first one? Probably, Probably not. not. No, it's not. It, I will say it's not better than the right, first one. The, so, better, the first one's a masterpiece. Right, right. But it is still amazing. It's still great. A lot of wonderful parts and a lot of, um, you know, and I know I talked about characters of some of the other things too, but love the the people they have playing for this. and. Mm-hmm. So good. So yeah. good. And by the way, yes, there were people out there. We asked you early on that they're in the very first song in Mary Poppins Returns that there's a little nod. I'm That's sure it was right. intentional by them <laughs> to one of Michelle's favorite tips. And yes, there are some of you out there that contacted us and said, you picked it out. And those people are, the first one that did it was OG Hyperion Adventurer Patty. Right. OG Hyperion Adventure Rob and OG Hyperion Adventure Dan all got it back. And uh, this isn't a spoiler. It's just part of the first song. It's like there's a different point of view 
if you just look, look up. up. Right. Um, and that's something that Michelle has always talked about. It's one of her favorite tips for talking about when you go to the park is that, you know, everybody's so tunnel vision. You're looking to go to the next attraction, to the next restaurant, to the next show. Take the time to look up and look around and you'll be amazed at what you see in the parks because they do such a great job of theming and doing different things. Exactly. And they really, you know, pay attention as much to things above eye level as eye level, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whether it's seasonal decorations of things at the top of buildings or, you know, like um, the window showcasing people that they're highlighting that were historical, historical yeah, in in the development of mm-hmm. the Disney yes. parks, yeah, definitely. you know, but yeah, there's just so much up there, and it does make you even if you're not looking way up. I mean, it does give you that, like you said, avoid the tunnel vision of just trying to run, you know, down Main Street or run past this other thing because you have to get to an attraction. You really miss out on. You know, the time that they took to really, with a lot of detail, put more decorations or more, um, you know, of the fun experience Mm -hmm. in, you know, how they have everything set up there. Yeah, it's just one of the things we both have suggested, but especially you, is that, you know, just take the time sometimes when you're in the parks. You're always in a rush, rush, rush. Take the time. Look around. There's so much to see, and you don't need to be waiting in a queue for an attraction. You don't need to be trying to set up the next uh, dining reservation, whatever it is, there's so much to see and do and not even ride any of the rides, any of the attractions, any of the shows. There's so much good stuff. And take the time, take a step back and just enjoy it sometimes. Right. And, you know, going along with the Mary Poppins song and the, you know, look up and different perspective on things. One of the things that we've talked about being a favorite is taking the double-decker bus mm-hmm. up or down Main Street, you know, and take, going upstairs to the top level and just seeing the parks from a, a different Different pers- point of view. Right, and it is amazing, you, you know, how different it looks and feels from up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. So that was cool. Uh, we wrap up our year in review. Uh, December 25th, we as <laughs> Disney fans got a couple of, Disney Christmas presents. The first one being during their parade showing, they gave us a sneak peek at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, a little bit behind the scenes, a little bit of what the attractions are going to look like, how they, uh, they're going to look when you're on them. And uh, it looked amazing to they us. They did look amazing. So realistic uh, and such detail. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Can't wait. So yes. we're getting we're getting a little more information all the time as this progresses and I can't wait for summer of 2019. And the final thing, and I don't know I, I don't know how you avoided this if you haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it, stop the podcast right now. Put us on pause. Go to YouTube and look up the Disneyland Paris duck <laughs> commercial. Yes. Because and have a tissue ready because it is the cutest thing I think I've ever seen out of a Disney. A Disney has a lot of cute ads. That is one of the cutest ads I've ever seen. Oh yeah, and definitely. I've never seen not, anyone I've showed this to has the same reaction. Right. It's a, oh my goodness. It's just so oh, cute. It's so sweet and adorable. It's a beautiful little commercial. You have to go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Right. And when you when it first comes up and even with some of the music in the background you don't necessarily think Disney or an ad for Disney parks. You know, it is for Disneyland Paris. But, you know, you you do get to 
you catch on pretty quickly that mm-hmm. it is. And you're right. It is so sweet. It is the it, cutest it is, thing. It's adorable that it, yeah, it'll be I've it. watched it several times and every time it brings a little tear. Dude, I mean, yeah. I've, you know, I've, I've watched it, you know, I've shown it to other people, so I've watched it again. And every time I have the same reaction, it's just right. so adorable. A happy tear. It is a happy tear and a yes. sweet tear. And it's just, it's the cutest it's thing. adorable. Check it out. Check it out. So that wraps up our per- portion of the Disney Year in Review 2018. Uh, we'd love to hear what your favorite parts were. What did we miss? I know we missed a ton of stuff, and we're already, you know, we're we're an hour in. So <laughs> I don't know how we missed anything, but we definitely did. We'd love to hear what you are. Michelle has gone through, I think, uh, is this your list of your top five? This is my top five. And there's, very, there's a couple things that you mentioned, one of which I, you know, already shared was my number one was the star wars half marathon mm-hmm. um that was you know number one and then uh so number two on my list of disney things and review is um like you mentioned uh we did get to see the screening of incredibles and that the cast in uh the yes in Bradbird was there so that was a an amazing experience so lucky we that's we were blessed with a lot of cool and thanks to this right. podcast mostly we've been blessed with getting to experience a lot of cool things and d23 by the way it's yes. another thing that's uh, blessed us with many great experiences this year exactly and if you don't have d23 and we've done a podcast you can look it up mm-hmm. um that kind of talked the pros and cons Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, right. It might not be for everybody, but you might be surprised some things that it is beneficial for you to, to have that kind of membership. Um, another item that I had on here was Disneyland Star Wars Night, ringing in mm-hmm. Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah, that was so fun. At, at Disneyland Park. So it was it started in the evening on May 3rd. And then we were there. Ended up on 1 a.m. on right, May the 4th, 4th. Be with you. Exactly. Yes. That that was a blast. Um uh, for me personally, getting to take my mom to uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't done in years and she has never done. So that was fun. And, and they do such a great job. So uh, if you haven't done that, look forward to next year to, to do the Very Merry Christmas Party at, at Walt Disney World. That's fabulous. Um, another one was similarly the Disneyland throwback night. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That, that was really a blast seeing that too. So those were my top five events or Disney related elements that I got to experience. Right. And I think you, you had it on yours. Probably the top one was our uh, Star Wars half. That was my top event of the year that we did. Right. Our, our completing the Star Wars half marathon, the dark side half marathon uh, was just uh, spectacular and the culmination of so many cool things and to see you do it and uh, what you had to go through and get there and I even got a chance to be on the Run Disney video. Yeah, you know, that's you, so cool. You go look at the, uh, the they have a, a Star Wars uh, recap of the uh, Dark Side, the 2018 Dark Side uh, half marathon. I'm near the end there. You can have a little quick little glance of me, but um, it was just the, the coolest thing and just the culmination of so much hard work and right. but fun at the same time. Yeah, we got to you know feel good about what we accomplished, mm-hmm. but you know, as we've said over and over, doing a uh, Disney run Disney event is just a blast. It's mm-hmm. so much more enjoyable than any other run that you could. That, or I should say we have. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there are other great ones out there that we haven't experienced. If so, let us know because we'd want to do them. But um, it's just a lot of fun. I um, I do like that next year's you get to have a choice of whether you're dark Rival side run. or yeah. light Rival side. Run. Which would have been fun to do that. But yeah. we were, you know, I mean, we were in the dark side race, but we were 
on the we light were both light side, side characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Um, yeah, and by the way, for those of you, we're only just a couple weeks out from the Walt Disney World race weekend out there. Uh, best of luck, best wishes yes. to all you that are going to be taking part in those races, including the marathon, which you people are insane to me. <laughs> but uh, we love you the same, and we get it because you know four parks is pretty cool to run through. Um, so, good yes. luck to all of you out there. So. Uh, those are our events and what we saw our calendar for the year. We had some listeners that chimed in as well with some of their favorite Disney moments of 2018. Uh, from Twitter, we have Janelle, who you can find if you want to follow her, at Janelle34880, 3480, Janelle, three, at Janelle3480. She said, our family's favorite Disney moment was Disney After Hours at Magic Kingdom, where we rode on Mine Train three times in a row, rode 11 different attractions, finally rode Astro Orbiter, and ate more popcorn and popsicles <laughs> than we could even count. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does yeah. sound like fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jocelyn, who you can follow at Disney Gratitude without an E, one. And by the way, you should. She's a spectacular follow and is one of the sweetest people you'll find on Twitter. Uh, she said, our favorite was allowing the public to vote uh, for every aspect of our Disney World vacation and ended up being absolutely amazing. So that's kind of nice. a fun way yeah. she reached out to people on social media and said, you know, Leigh, tell us what you want us to do and we're going to do it. And that's a lot of fun. And yeah. like I said, she's a great follow. You should follow her if you're not already on uh, Twitter. Uh, moving on to Facebook, uh, Julia said, well, this is a really crazy event that she was lucky enough to attend. Uh, the candlelight uh, processional at the Disneyland Resort is the guest of a Club 33 member sitting front row under the podium and having Chris Pratt wave and say hi to us. Nice. Wow, yeah. Chris Pratt's such a cool dude. I wish he would say hi to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And, you know, uh, that, we're talking Disneyland. That's It's really different if you're used yeah. to the Walt Disney World candlelight processional where, you, you know, you can buy the dinner packages or mm-hmm. you can stand in line for hours and go free. Um, this, the one at Disneyland, even though it originated in Disneyland Park, is only held one to two times during the season, and it's really just uh, invited guests. So yeah. Lucky, it's lucky, Julia. Lucky, lucky. What a great uh, event, and to be front row. That's amazing. Um, yes. Pretty cool. Uh, Mandy said, uh, Mary Poppins Returns was my major Disney moment this year. I was looking forward to it so much, and it lived up to my expectations. I wake up with a soundtrack in my head, so do I. Uh, <laughs> in the parks, it was attending the first Epcot International Festival of the Arts, and our first Magic Kingdom DVC Moonlight Magic, all in the same adults only birthday trip that nice. sounds like a lot of fun yes. we did the festival of the arts a couple of years ago uh we'll be there for a small time piece of it in january and we're doing uh moonlight magic actually at disneyland right. park coming up here at the end of january so Looking we're excited that. about that yeah mm-hmm. uh renee said i have a long bucket list to still check things off of, but this year has been filled with magic moments. My top ones I can't share. Ooh, secret, Renee. <laughs> but a couple that I can mention are tagging along with Julia. I believe that's the Julia that we heard from earlier on a VIP tour. Four parks in one day and then being able to dine at Storybrook, Storybook Dining at Arbor's Point, which has just barely been open. Right. Uh, on the second night it was open with some wonderful friends. Wow. That looks cool. I saw a lot of pictures from Storybook uh at Artist Storybook Dining at Artist Point, and we're probably going to do that in yeah. June, right? We have reservations already. Nice. Confirmed. Score. Looking forward to that. Uh, Brooke sent us a message saying, for me, it was experience my first run Disney race with my eight-year-old son. That's so sweet. Aww. 
Uh, we then spent a couple of days in the parks together. Having that one-on-one time with him is something I will never forget. I totally get that. That's that's wonderful. Yes, yeah. What a fun thing to do uh, with your son and to finish a run Disney race. That's uh, so cool. Uh, Nicole said, our first trip to Disneyland to celebrate my daughter's 13th birthday. That's really neat. Uh, we've been trying to get out to California for a few years, and I am so happy we did. It's hard to explain how magical the parks feel. We will be going back in a couple of years, and we can't wait. So that's really cool. You right. Know, I mean, it's amazing. We're, we've you know been going to Disneyland for so long. You know, we just kind of take it, not for granted, granted but right. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so if someone gets to experience it for the first time, that's uh, always an amazing thing. Uh, Angie said, oh, oh, so many wonderful events this year. I am so blessed that Disney invites me out as media. Well, hey, Angie, <laughs> we're lucky enough to have, we just talked about, we got some of those things as too, but not as much as she has. Listen to this. She was at the opening of Toy Story Land, Flower and Garden, wow. Mickey's Not So Scary, Very Merry Christmas party a pandora adventure uh, animal kingdom's 20th anniversary which we talked about we were there mm-hmm. but we were too exhausted to do <laughs> and early movie screenings but my favorite was a fam adventure with disney youth education series with my daughter learning about energy and wave physics light and sound through the attractions at magic kingdom park nice so. That's cool. That is cool. And uh, Angie, if you ever want to invite us on some of the, or help us get into more of these media events, we would love to have <laughs> yeah. you help us out. So, uh, Either way, we lo- we're glad you report on all these wonderful things. Right. Finally, Ian, uh, who had a very interesting year this year. It's a she, Ian, she. Uh, she said, oh, wow. And this is the big thing for her. You're going to be hearing a lot from Ian coming up soon. Being chosen for the Disney Parks Mom panel tops the list, of course. Sure. So pretty soon, to her. Uh, Ian is going to be answering a lot of your questions out there. If you have any questions about the Disney Resort, and Ian is a very good resource. Um, she also mentioned, however, finishing the Disney Princess Half Marathon was a fun challenge for yeah, me. Absolutely. So and we kind of understand that, totally that experience that, yes. yeah, in many ways. So. Those are our listeners and what they had to say, what their favorite Disney moments of 2018 were. So many great moments we had, they had, Disney in general had. Uh, If you have any more, please share them with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun hearing, you know, some of these other things that have gone on or, or like when you're sharing what you've done either with a family member or a friend, you know, that it just shows how wonderful the parks are to really bring the best out of people and to bring joy to our lives. Mm -hmm. So cool. Very cool stuff. And uh, thank you all for taking part in this. And we hope you all had, it sounds like you all had a great Disney 2018 and hoping for better things, even better things in a Disney 2019 for everybody out there. So that's our 2018 Disney year in review. Let's move on quickly to the Disney stories. We're over an hour, but that's okay because we love doing this podcast and we just love talking and we love hearing our own voices apparently. So, <laughs> uh, let's move on. The Disney stories of the week. Uh, we always do Disney stories. So many Disney stories. This week, I'm going to start off with a new food-based tour that's been announced at the Walt Disney World Resort. This straight from the Walt Disney World website. The tour is going to be called A Taste of the Magic Kingdom Park VIP Tour. And here's how they describe it on the website. Discover how food memories are made as you taste your way through the kitchens of Magic Kingdom Park. Remember the first time you tried the Dole Whip? Or maybe you ate a turkey leg? Or maybe you eat a turkey leg every time you come to the park? Food is an essential part of the Walt Disney World vacation experience. On this brand new three-hour experience, you'll uncover the magic behind the meals. You'll hear stories from brilliant chefs and dedicated cast members that bring creative and delicious meals to life each day at Magic Kingdom Park from 
the rich food history of Disney parks to the imagineering of new menu items, you'll be immersed in culinary magic. You'll go behind the scenes, enjoy unprecedented access to backstage kitchens and working areas that have never been shared with guests. See what goes into the production of serving millions of guests each year and interact with the creative experts behind these memorable meal experiences. Delight and delicious tastings along the way. You'll uh, tuck into creative tastings of some of the most beloved menu items at Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, so as they say, be sure to bring an appetite for an incredible assortment of sweet and savor, savory flavors. And you'll also be able to taste the future. You said you can help Disney culinary artists create the next generation of Magic Kingdom Park food by sampling an item that is still in development. Very exciting. We've done some of the tours at the Disney parks and always go away. Never been disappointed right. with any one of them. Loving, having mm-hmm. loved the experience. Um and so this one sounds particularly exciting, mm-hmm. particularly creative. I mean, we both love food. I mean, who doesn't love food? But, I mean, we really, you know, some of the things that we've talked about in the podcast, how we like that Disney has embraced doing themed foods or fun foods with different holidays and stuff. And so this is exciting. Can't yeah. wait for us to do it. I think we're going to look into this when we go in June, possibly yes. doing it one of the days. Uh, right now, from what I saw, uh, the, the first date I saw available, I just checked online a couple of days ago. I don't know if it's still the case, but first date I saw available for this was February 24th of 2019. The price of it is $99 per person plus tax. Uh, you do need valid park admission. It doesn't Just the paying for the tour doesn't get you into the park. Uh, the experience is currently offered on Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And you can book online or call uh, 407-WW-DINE. That's 407-939-3463 if you want to book it. Um, it looks fun. It looks interesting. Uh, if you go on it before us, I would love to hear a review of it. If I was you, just going to say the same Exact yeah. thing. Yes. If you t- if you take that tour and share with us, we will uh, talk about it here on the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, give you credit for it. Too. Mm-hmm. But we're excited for that. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but I did go to culinary school. I'm a trained chef, so this uh, intrigues me even more. Right. I'm always interested in how kitchens run. Um, I'm always amazed at some of the stuff they can do at the Disney parks and any of these big kitchens in, in general. And I just think it will be kind of fun to, to check it out, what they do behind the scenes there to pump out all this food for so many many thousands of visitors every day. Yes, and exciting that they're going to really open up to to share Mm -hmm. that information. Mm -hmm. And sample food, which is, I'm always hungry, so sampling food, (laughs) always good. We may need to start doing the podcast after lunch or something. Yeah, I know, I'm always hungry. But it makes us keep moving. Thank goodness they didn't release any menus today because I'd be like, oh, salivating on the microphone there. It would not be a pretty scene. Uh, Moving on to the next story of the week. D23 releases its gold member gift for its 10th anniversary. And it really is a cool one. Uh, This from the D23 website, d23.com. They have their new gift that if you sign up or to become a new gold or gold family member or renew your membership, it's going to be a 10 Fan dash tastic milestones pin set. Ooh. Uh, I saw a picture of it. You can find it online. It's fantastic. And it says here from, straight from their website in 2019, D23 Gold members will celebrate 10 years of the official. Disney fan club, quote, that's made for you and me, end quote, <laughs> with this delightful pin set celebrating milestone Disney memories from the skeleton dance to up, celebrate D23's 10th anniversary and and 10 of 2019's momentous Disney anniversary, a collection of beautiful pins presented in an exclusive D23 embossed tin. Spanning 90 years of history, these glittering gold tone finished pins were uniquely designed by Disney Park Disney, excuse me, by Disney artist Rick de Los Angeles. 
Is that his name? Rick De Los Angeles? Wow. Ricky De Los Angeles? Or is it the Ricky Day slash Los Angeles? Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go with, it was written there as Ricky De Los Angeles, uh, exclusively for D23 Gold members in 2019. Included in the set are highlights from across the Disney family, from Marvel Comics to Disneyland, from Indiana Jones to the Muppets. This limited time set was made for the fan in all of us. If you haven't checked it out, it's really cool. They always give you a great gift when you renew or when you sign up for D23, and this one looks spectacular. Yeah, I can't wait. Of course... You know, I'm I'm a big fan of the pins. Anyways. I know you are. I knew as soon as I saw this, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, she's going to love this. Yes. You know, and we've gotten some from some other D23 events, some of the mm-hmm. pins, and they really are unique, really special. So mm-hmm. this is wonderful. So here's what the pins are. I went through and I checked them out really closely to see what they all are. So the pins are uh, a Carl and Ellie mailbox pin from the movie, of course, Up. Uh, kind of a service elevator thing from uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Uh, mine car from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Skeleton Dance, of course, Silly Symphony, right. Skeleton Dance. Uh, Kermit from Muppet Movies <laughs> holding his banjo there. Uh, classic Donald Duck. Uh, Marvel comic book. Sleeping Beauty Castle in a television. So you're kind of looking back at Disneyland, the television nice. series with that one. And Haunted Mansion, of course, from the Disneyland Park. All getting at some point of anniversary this coming year. Wow. In 2019. That's superb. Yeah. So uh, really fantastic. Um, And we highly recommend D23 anyways, but these gold pins are just beautiful. And uh, we're looking forward to receiving ours when we renew our membership coming up here soon. Very cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, So moving on, it sounds like, and we're moving to Marvel news now, it sounds like development of Fox's Marvel characters within the Marvel Cinematic Universe could maybe be coming sooner than maybe we thought. Uh, This is straight from Variety. They spoke with Kevin Feige, president of the Marvel Studios. He talked about many Marvel subjects, and then the subject of Fox and the X-Men, of course, coming to the MCU came up. Uh, Feige says he hasn't been given the official green light to start developing stories within the MCU for these characters yet, but he expects to start digging in soon. Here's his quote. Quote, we've been told it's looking very, very good and could happen in the first six months of next year. The notion of the characters coming back is great. It's nice when a company that created all these characters can have access to all of them. Uh, It's unusual not to, but in terms of actual thinking about it and actually planning things, we haven't started yet. But it's great news that maybe we might be seeing the X-Men start to be developed in some of the other characters within the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe he says possibly as soon as like six months from now. Wow, that is truly exciting. Yeah. That is great news. I know it's one of the main things that we heard about when we heard about the, uh, you know, uh, Disney buying 21st Century Fox that we all thought about is that right, we might yes. finally be able to reunite the Marvel Universe for the most part. Right. And it's looking closer and closer as we approach into 2019. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he also says, uh, when the day comes, it will be part and parcel of Feige's mission statement. Oh, this is from the article, not what Feige said. Uh, statement from day one, for years the dream was to replicate for a uh, to replicate for a global audience the experience that comic book fans have been enjoying for decades, the shared universe. It wasn't his idea, of course. It was Stan Lee and Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby in the Marvel bullpen who first brought these characters together on the page. It was a relatively small group of people working on a lot of characters, and that's what Feige says Marvel Studios is today. Wow. Yes. That's very touching. Yes. 
Very nice, very nice. And one more small note out of the Disney stories of the week. You probably already know about it, but just in case you don't, uh, Disney Parks Live will be streaming the uh, New Year's Eve fireworks on their website, on Disney Parks blog, Disney Parks Live, on YouTube. You can look it up and find it. Uh, they're going to start on uh, Monday, December 31st at 11.45 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 8.45 p.m. our time, which is perfect for us right. because we barely ever make it past 9 p.m. If we make it past East Coast, uh, New Year's Eve, we're doing pretty fine, you know. Yes. So. Uh, so it says here from the Disney Parks blog that this year's New Year's Eve celebration at Magic Kingdom Park will feature a special performance of Fantasy in the Sky fireworks that includes songs from some of the most beloved Disney films, including Peter Pan, Pinocchio, and Aladdin, plus tunes from It's a Small World and The Haunted Mansion. Be sure to be on the lookout for a special New Year's Eve finale. We watched it last year and it right. was really great to have that, you know, just sitting at home and yes. kind of feel like you're a part of the Disney Park celebration, even though you're in your own comfy chair at home, but it's a lot of fun. Right. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's obviously not going to substitute for being in the parks, but uh, you do get the benefit of being in your own home or comfortable right. chair, ease to get to the restroom <laughs> or get more food. Your own, your own beverage and snacks <laughs> yes. right next to you. When alcohol. You're, when the fireworks are done, you just walk right into your bedroom and go to sleep or you just go to sleep right in your chair, yeah, you know. It's, not fighting crowds. Right. But again, it doesn't... Doesn't it quite doesn't, have the same excitement, no. but it's still still cool. Right. And, and their fireworks are amazing and especially the ones on, you know, big celebrations such as mm -hmm. New Year's Eve. So that's awesome that we'll be able to, or you all too, will yeah. be able to experience this. Yeah. It's, again, this isn't the first time they've done it, but they're doing it again and it's always a fun time. All the Disney Parks live stuff when they put it up there, whether it's the parades, um, if you got to see the Candlelight Processional with Neil right. Patrick Harris this year, that was amazing to watch. If you haven't seen it, if you want to remember a little bit of Christmas, uh, all this stuff is posted on the Disney Parks Live YouTube page. You can check out a lot of their stuff from the past there, including that one. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Right. And you get, like, the best seating. Yes. Maybe not as good as Julia, then. Apparently not. <laughs> you know, look at Chris Pratt saying hi to you through the TV. Although, you know, Patrick Harris did say hi to everybody at home that when he was watching true. it. That is absolutely true. So, <laughs> a lot of fun. Anyway, so that's the Disney stories of the week. If we missed anything, please contact us. Let us know what we missed. Or if you want to comment on any of these stories we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. So, well, we always wrap up our show with our vacation tips, whether it be the parks, whether it be uh, travel, whether it be the movies, whether it run Disney, Disney Cruise Line. We always have some sort of tips for you. And we thought this week, because of the fact that we are doing our year in review for 2018, that maybe we revisit some of our favorite tips from the year of 2018. And we always start with Michelle, who has the best tips. You look at the list of our tips from this year. They were always, <laughs> hers were always the best. Mine were always way back there I somewhere. Don't think so. so we always start with her. And also because she's lovely and she's so adorable with ah. her uh, mini ears headphones on right now. Uh, so let's not hesitate any further. Let's get to Michelle's tip of the year of 2018. <laughs> well, you're amazingly sweet, honey. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the new headphones that are really here. Great. And the fact that I have many, uh, many ears on top of this headphones is, is awesome too. Um, well, you know, I kind of gave one earlier too. It reminded people one of my favorites mm -hmm. from, you That's know. my favorite of, from your Right. Of, is look up. But, um, you know, to have something in addition to that is another one that uh, I feel is one of our favorites is 
you know, the parks are great and we love them and we know you do too. Um, but sometimes it, it's not advantageous to go into one of the parks. So whether it's, you know, one of you, you're traveling and it's your last day, you're traveling home and you, you don't want to get a ticket for that day. Or, you know, like now during the holiday times, you know, you may have done parks for a while and you're getting like burnt out with the crowds that are just crazy, crazy, um, but fun. Another thing that you can do is really appreciate all the fun that they have at their themed resorts. All their resorts are themed differently, and they have different food and different decor. And so just, you know, hotel hopping is a really fun thing to do. And you can plan it out even. You know, we've done that in the past where you start, like, in the morning with maybe some beignets from, you know, Port Orleans. And then you move over to, you know, lunch and have something fun at Beaches and Cream over at the Yacht and Beach Club and afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian and, you know, Trader Sam's Grotto Bar in the evening for some pre-dinner cocktails and stuff like that. But again, there's just so many. And that's just that's just a drop in the bucket. There is just so many great resorts at the Walt Disney World Resort that you could experience just as much fun as a day in the park. Absolutely. No, that's great. It's, I totally agree with you on that regard. There's so much things to do that you don't need to actually be in the park all the time. Right, so. right. Uh, good stuff, and those are great tips. Your, your tips are always great, and the look-up tip is still my favorite tip of yours. Because well, you. I think that uh, most people don't take the time to slow down and look up. Right. So, uh, so that's Michelle's great, wonderful, great tip of the year. My lesser uh, <laughs> best tip, uh, best actually, two tips. I'm going to give you two tips for uh, my favorite tips of 2018. And my first one is the one I harp on all the time. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she drinks a bottle of water. Hydrate when you're at the parks. Be sure and keep right. hydrated. Whether you bring a bottle of water in, whether you uh, go get some drinks from at some of the restaurants. And another thing is that, you know, you don't even need to purchase water when you're at the parks. Yes, there's fountains or whatever, but if you go to anywhere where they serve fountain drinks, all you can say is, hey, can I have a glass of water? They'll give you a cup of water for free you know you can pay for the bottle of water if you want but you can get cups of water for free the main thing is just stay hydrated throughout the day especially in florida where it can be hot and humid and you can be tired and cranky the more you're uh, dehydrated the worse it's going to be for you the more it's going to affect you as the trip goes on including dehydration could lead to possible illnesses and other such things so stay hydrated at the parks as much as you can Uh, my second pick is my my tip was my favorite tip for Disney Cruise Line. I couldn't believe it took me so many episodes to actually bring this up. Is that <laughs> when you go to bed, and if you like coffee, if you like to have coffee in the morning, when you wake up uh, and you're on Disney Cruise Line the night before, when you go to bed, you call up room service, you know, and of course order Mickey bars or maybe <laughs> yes. some warm chocolate chip cookies or whatever else you want to eat, but always also order a pot of coffee. Now, you don't need to drink it that night. If you want, you can have some decaf, too. Order two pots. Have a regular and a decaf pot, and you can drink the decaf that night and then have the regular for the next morning. The pot, if you seal it up good, it will stay warm. It won't be piping, piping hot in the morning, but it'll be a nice warm cup of coffee in the morning. Their pots are spectacular on Disney Cruise Line. It's a way that you don't have to stumble around, get up, get dressed, go out, and try and find coffee in the morning. You can have it right there in your room as everybody is getting ready to go and have a good day on Disney Cruise Line. 
That is an amazing tip, and it's so true. And like you're saying, you order it the night before, treat yourself to a Mickey bar or, or like you said, some cookies. So it's a two-for-fun thing there. There you go. And, yeah, that is an awesome tip. And, and the hydration one also, very important. You know, you want to get the most joy and pleasure out of your trip. So hydrating is a way to, you know, kind of make sure that's, you know, more likely to happen. It's just a huge thing that can go by the wayside if you're not right. thinking about it. But believe me, just, you know, having that much more water when you're on the trip, and especially if you're doing a run Disney yes. thing, definitely hydrate if you're doing run Disney. But the, the, uh, either the way. Disney Cruise just, one, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, love that's, that. That's, I, I, I still, it's my favorite tip and I've known it for so long. <laughs> I can't believe it took me several, I don't even remember when, when I did it, but it took me at least seven, eight episodes before I finally brought it up. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I can't believe we're already at episode 31. Crazy. It's been a crazy year for yes. us. And thank you all for joining us on this uh, this whole adventure that we've gone through. When we started this thing in June, we had no idea. We'd been talking about it for a while, but we finally just like, okay, let's just do this thing. We were amazed if when we got one or two people that you know weren't our family or friends right. that were listening to us. And now we have several of you out there, and uh, we just really appreciate you joining us on this journey. And we all, I always get tickled to death when you know we get so many people that will download us right away when we first release an, an episode. It just it, we thank you. Thank you, everybody who listens to us out there and have subscribed to us and whatever. Yes, absolutely. It really does, you know, um, you know, bring a lot of pleasure to us. But in, in addition to that, we've loved being able to connect with a lot of you mm-hmm. and, and really getting to know some of you, whether it be through social media or through you contacting us directly on, on the, you know, um, some of our ways, which I think Tom's going to share with you again. Mm, just a moment here. Yes. Um, but just really getting to know more people, more Disney fans that are out there. And whether you, you're you interested in the parks or, like you said, the cruise ship or Star Wars or Marvel, there's just so many wonderful folks out there. And we really appreciate having the opportunity to connect with you and get to know you. Yes, so much so. And I also want to talk about this just for a quick second here. You know, there are a lot of things out there right now at Disney that ties in. There's There's... People out there on social media and everything, there's so much negativity in the world. We strive to be a positive podcast. We find that there's so much negativity. We strive to be a very positive podcast. And we appreciate that you like that, that you are willing to join us on this positive podcast road we're taking here. If you want to find negativity, it's out there. This may even cost us some of our listeners, but we don't care because we want to be positive. We find there's enough negativity in the world, in your life right now, that we are thrilled to be just the little, we're a little over an hour and a half now, hour and a half break in that to just be positive and talk about fun stuff Disney-wise and just have a good time. Sure. And that doesn't mean that we don't have opinions that we're we fair. share. We're fair. I right. find we're fair. Yes. You know, so we're not trying to be all pie in the sky or, or you know, be unrealistic. Like you're saying, we're fair. But it's, it's also great to have that dialogue with you. Some Sometimes we put something out there and we hear from you of another perspective that we hadn't heard of. And so this, it's been a really fun, fun mm-hmm. thing to, to have this uh, and to be able to share it with you all and the fact that you open up to us. We truly appreciate it. Very much so. Um, we, and we are always good for a good dialogue about anything. Yes. You know, even if you don't agree with what our viewpoint is, that's fine. As long as it's respectful, we're always good for a good dialogue. But thank you so much for being positive, being positive Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever it is, fans, or if you just enjoy yes. listening to us, which I, I don't know why, but we really appreciate <laughs> you might not, that you might so need much. Help. <laughs> 
so true. <laughs> it's so true. But thank you. We love you all. Thank you for being our Hyperion adventurers. Yes, and we wish all of you the best for 2019, best of health, best of happiness, and and we hope to continue this journey with with you all in 2019. We will be. As a matter of fact, speaking of 2019, yes, some- coming up, our next episode, we have fun stuff coming <laughs> yeah. up. You're right. Uh, next week, 2019, our first episode of 2019, we know a lot of you know some people or maybe even yourselves got uh, engaged during the holidays, whether it be uh, Christmas or whether it be New Year's or it's coming up here, coming up on Valentine's Day. Maybe there you know someone who's getting engaged. Maybe you got engaged yourself. Uh, maybe you're thinking about getting married on a Disney property. Well, we're going to be covering that with a new series coming up here over the next few weeks. It's going to be a three-part Tying the Knot with Disney series. And we're going to start it off next week talking about Disney Cruise Line and our experience renewing our vows on Disney Cruise Line. Also, some of the things we learned uh, from the whole experience, you know, the way we did it and other ways to do it aboard Disney Cruise Line. Yes, whether it's renewing or, Mm -hmm. you know, taking your initial vows, Mm -hmm. right? And then we'll be going on from there. We'll have uh, some guests joining us. One that got married at the Walt Disney World Resort. Mm -hmm. So they'll share experience of that. And we'll finish it off with someone who got married at the Disneyland Resort in a grand way. And we're looking forward to hearing both of their stories as we progress through the next few weeks. Yes. And if you have some of your experiences of whether it be getting married or vow renewal at any of the Disney parks or or anything like that please feel anything free to- disney related yes. you know star yeah. wars even if it wasn't in you know at a disney park but you right. had a star wars wedding or something you know or a marvel themed wedding or whatever it might be you know it's yes. kind of fun you know right and we'd love to share that mm-hmm. so please contact us and here are the ways you can contact us you can find us on social media on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook and instagram at hyperion adventures podcast and you can always email us hyperion event hyperion adventures Podcast. I always stumble across that. The same. I, I think I just wear down by the end of these yes. episodes. You can hear it in my You're voice. You're not hydrating. That's true. <laughs> I found a big bottle of water back here. I need to get into it here. Uh, email us Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Please, please, please reach out to us. And, and for those of you, again, I can't thank you enough throughout this year. Um, that you've reached out to us. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's been such a blast. It's been a fun year. We've really enjoyed this and we've really enjoyed getting to know uh, many of you out there. And, uh, you know, just it's just been a great time. Uh, and you found us today. You can find us in the future, 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab and the Max FM app. And of course, you can always listen to us or better yet, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And please tell your friends about us. And if you even have a little more time, give us a rating. If you have even more time, give us a review. It just helps others just like you find this podcast. Yes. And thanks for those who have done that already. Yes, we really appreciate it. We appreciate you, whether you've done it or, or not. not. Just listening. Yes. Even if you only listen to two minutes of this, just the fact that you've taken a split second of your day to give us time always amazes me, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank yes. you. I mean, we're very thankful here at the end of 2018, <laughs> yes. apparently. So. Uh, and I'm going to thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures <laughs> podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week, next year. Happy New Year, Happy everybody. New year. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope you have a magical.